Hey everybody, welcome to episode 63 of the Inside Out podcast. I owe you my deepest apologies because last week, if you remember, which I'm sure you do, and you've been wringing your hands over it this whole entire week, I said it was episode 64. It was not, in fact, episode 64. It was episode 62. This week, today, right now, is episode 63, and I am joined by none other than Jordan Paris. Jordan is our family life pastor. I have to know, quick question, what is your favorite sermon you've ever preached on a Sunday morning? Or one of your favorites? Oh, man. These are tough questions, Michael. Um, I really enjoyed last Christmas preaching through Luke chapter 2 when Jesus was a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. Mainly because... When I picked that passage, I had no idea the point of it. It was yep. just kind of random. And then afterwards, I felt like I learned a ton, and it was just enjoyable to share that yep. with the congregation. And your sermon was entitled Childhood Years. Wow, yeah. it was, yes. Yeah, it's impressive. That's what you get when you make graphics for things. You remember. That was good. You remember. I I chose like a pair of shoes and a little carpet. That's why I remember. I remember That's that, weird. yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So here's what I've learned about, about Jordan, is that Jordan is really good at answering random questions if there is um an objective answer like he can point to and say yes this is the answer but if it's more subjective then it's difficult like hey jordan what was your favorite cartoon growing up as a kid oh i know the answer to that oh you do yeah okay there'd be an objective answer there okay go ahead uh it's it's between spongebob and jimmy neutron okay Okay. I'm a little embarrassed to share that. <laughs> a close but. one. No, you don't be embarrassed. You might have dated yourself. Some of these adults might not know what those things are. Um, but I do. So we're good. All right. Okay. So here's what I want to know. And I, I want to be I want to be sensitive here. Because I know that this Sunday is not everyone's favorite time of the year. So I'm going to ask you. You, Jordan and Piper, are Halloween champions in that usually CSM City Point Student Ministries will um, they'll put on a sort of a just a costume party which is has appropriate costumes and teenagers coming and having fun but every year Jordan and Piper always like they go for the the gold in these costume contests so this is your fourth year as fourth your pastor year. yes um, what what have you dressed up as and you always do like a couples thing Right? Every time. Okay. Yes. I'm trying to think back to the first year. I don't remember. No, I was Superman. Mm-hmm. And my wife was something else. Something else? Was it Lois Lane? I mean, that would be. Oh, it was Lois Lane. And I was the. I had the curly hair. Something else. I was the. I was Clark Kent. Sorry. And she was Mrs. Lane. Uh, The second year. I was a Dalmatian, and she was Corella Deville. Okay. Last year, that one took commitment. We, we just went through a Matthew series called Total Commitment. I would that say was total that commitment. could apply to you in that Halloween costume. And then last year, we were the Mystery Gang from Scooby Doo. I was Fred. She was uh, she was Daphne, is the blonde girl. Okay. And then Hazel was the little girl with the brown hair. <laughs> Velma. Velma. <laughs> and then I had a little Scooby thing, and then we had one more person. Uh, and then this year I was, we kind of, I'll be honest, we didn't really, we didn't, we were indecisive. Okay. So I was a cop and she was a thief. 
Okay. And then that was kind of a placeholder. But then for Trunk or Treat, uh, we're going to be the people from... What's that movie that everyone likes? It's got the big rats. Oh, you know Princess Bride. Princess Bride. I'm going to be the guy in black, and she's going to be the girl. <laughs> you can't dress up from the Princess Bride if you don't even know the names of any of the characters. But Piper does. Or the movie. We're going to... You reference the Princess Bride <laughs> as the movie with the big rats. That's how I know it. I don't know the characters' names, but she does. It's the rodents of unusual size. Yes. And the, the guy's name is... Wesley. That's who I am going to be. Okay. Okay. Yes. Are you going to be like the Dread Pirate Roberts version with the wearing all black? Yes. Okay. It's all black. <laughs> and I think she's wearing all red. Okay. Okay. Um, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I do not care about Halloween at all. Um, I couldn't care less about it. I don't usually dress up. And this year, uh, for Trunk or Treat, my wife gets really into it. She loves decorating her trunk and, and seeing all the kids come through. And so she's like outfitting the back of our car into a scene from Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And she's going to kind of dress up as Indiana Jones. And I went, can I just be the big rock or something? <laughs> like just the giant, can I just paint myself maybe gray and be like, hey, I'm I'm the rock that tries to roll over Indiana Jones. I don't really know what to dress up as. For, so are you dressing up? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't have any. I don't have any costumes. Hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna come and enjoy the festivities. It's gonna be a great event. I I will never forget. Maybe just behind the behind the curtains, look here at what it's like to be in um, pastoral ministry. But I'll never forget Trunk or Treat 2020. I don't know about you, but it was. Yeah, it was I will not. pretty wild, is what I like to say. Mm-hmm. We were expecting a smaller crowd, you know, maybe 100 people. 100 to 150 is what you I was know, telling people. It just because we didn't, with COVID, everything's so crazy. And I'll never forget the day of is more and more cars started coming in. Mm-hmm. And we had minimal, like, parking lot attendance because we didn't think there was going to be that many people there. And it was just... It was the best kind of chaos, right? It was it was super, super fun to be a part of. And so yeah, we're looking forward to it this year. But before we look forward anymore, Jordan, I want to look back for a second. As you just finished preaching through Matthew 25, specifically the parable of the talents. And that's uh, f- verse 14 through 30, I yes. believe it was. And that was just, that was an incredible, an impactful sermon. Um I want to know from you, so you've preached through whole entire books of the Bible on Wednesday nights. And it's not just, um, it's not, I don't want to say simple books of the Bible, like short New Testament epistles, uh, but really expansive, sometimes obscure Old Testament books you've gone through. You've gone through the book of Job. You just finished that. I know that a couple years ago, you took the students through the book of Nahum which is like the coolest thing. I think that probably 75% of adults couldn't even find the book of Nahum (laughs) in in their Bibles. And so what I want to know is what is coming up next for CSM? Give us, give us a little teaser, a window into what's on the horizon. So we have just started preaching through the letter of first Peter. What comes after that? I do not know, but second Peter, 
Yes, that is great. Oh, okay. You get a point for that. Okay, good. Yes. In terms of preaching, oh. I don't know what comes after First Peter. But for now, we just started. We're three weeks into it. I think it's a 16-week series in total. Um, so we have another 13 weeks. But that's what's on the horizon. First okay. Peter. Cool. Currently in chapter one. Can you can you maybe just just give us an in, inside look into maybe your process and how you select these books to go through? Is is it based off of your own personal study? Is it based off of um, maybe where you see the students are at in your group? Like, how do you make that? make that choice obviously it's it's done prayerfully we understand that these things are bathed in prayer as always but what does that look like yes i i try to think months in advance and have lots of prayer as you mentioned as you said bathed in prayer Mm -hmm. and i just try to think of what all scripture is beneficial but i feel like in different seasons there are different books that might have more benefit mm-hmm. just depending on the time. And so in 2020, 2020, at the end of 2020, thinking through what to preach through uh, for 2021, we had the pandemic happen and just a lot of stuff going on um, and just difficulty in our world. And so I just had prayed and thought through the book of Job and really liked that it addresses suffering. That's not really the main idea of the whole book, but it is definitely in there. It's threaded throughout the whole thing. So I just felt with the temperature of our culture, um, that book could be helpful just for what's going on and pray through that. But then also with first Peter, just thinking about how challenging our culture is right now and confusing and how a lot of students are really struggling to know what is truth. Um, I figured as I pray through that first Peter is a really substantive book to help us, live for Jesus in this challenging world. Um, so I guess it's it's kind of what's beneficial for our students, what's going on in the world. So there's some external stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also trying to familiarize students with Old and New Testament. Uh, we spent over a year in the Old Testament, so I figured it'd be good to move to the New Testament right. and kind of mix that up. Because I want them to see the Old Testament is beneficial, but um, I don't want to spend all our time there. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. And you've, you've entitled this series... Um, through the book of first Peter exiles. Yes. What's the reason for that? I titled it that because (laughs) that's the, that's basically kind of the whole point of the book is Peter's writing two exiles on how to live as exiles. Kind of the idea of as Christians, we have a new identity. We live in this world, but we're not a part of the world in the sense that we don't belong to it. We belong to Jesus. So that kind of, it's simple. It's not super flashy, but it's like, I think it's faithful to the book. So that's why I call it Exiles. I think it works. I think it's it great. It's yes. not, um, you know, it's not letters to Babylon. <laughs> it's not letters to Babylon. No. <laughs> that was one of Michael's ideas um, for some what? context. Was that one of my ideas? I think so. I, you know what? I've had a lot of bad ideas, but you have to sift through the bad ideas to get to, to the good ones. To get to the good like ones. Like Exiles. So yeah, I'm, yes. I'm glad I can provide all that extra noise you need to give you clarity on the things that you should preach. Well, plus, I feel like Exiles is nice because, like, when students hear that, it doesn't need a ton of explanation, but once they get it, like, they get it, and it's there, so. Anyway. It's, uh, it's, it's not used on a regular basis in our everyday language, but it's not inaccessible to their understanding. And it's so, biblical, so it's got to, you know, it's got to be explained. It's the most important thing. It is biblical. Journey through first. Peter. Well, we are this Sunday, uh, 
going to be in our last portion of text through the uh, Olivet Discourse, which has been Matthew chapter 24 and Matthew chapter 25. I believe this is the sixth week uh, in these two chapters where Jesus has essentially spent his entire uh, his entire time answering his disciples' questions in Matthew chapter 24 verse 3. They want to know when it's going to be the sign of Jesus's coming and the end of the age. And one of the things that I've had to remember going through this series is each and every single teaching, whether it's been Pastor Brent or, or you, Jordan, um, it's just like as a standalone sermon, they've all been just incredible. And I've had to remind myself that while we're hearing this over the span of a couple months, Jesus's disciples are hearing this in a span of about you know, 15 minutes or so just mm-hmm. in one in one sitting. And this is just one long answer that Jesus is giving him. And I've also been reminding myself that really that this is, this is the last discourse given by Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. This is the last of his teaching that is recorded in this manner. And so uh, we would do well to to perk up our ears and listen to what he's saying. I think so often we, we look at this type of literature and we are so moved by these descriptions of of chaos and tumult and confusion that, that it seems very noisy and and we forget to remember that Jesus is is sharing this with his disciples. It, all this information is not just being downloaded as purely information. It comes out of his wellspring of care and concern for his followers. And so we would do well to remember that, especially this week, as we wrap up Matthew chapter 25 uh, with what has been called the parable of the sheep and the goats. And uh, if you want to prepare for this Sunday... Just look up YouTube videos of goats screaming, and it will provide you with some good laughs. Actually, I think I have a better idea. Okay. Can I interject here? You go ahead. Since you have studied diligently for this sermon, yeah, and you have looked up videos to kind of get some context on what sheep and goats sound like, yeah. could you give us an idea on the podcast of what a sheep would sound like and a goat? <laughs> <laughs> could you start with the sheep? <laughs> I'm, I will not be doing either of those things. Wow, okay. I guess um, I'll wait till Sunday. We'll have to ask my five-year-old to do that for us on the podcast. Just just YouTube goats screaming, and that'll be good for you. Yeah.